to you live from the cocaine cabinet inside the evidence room at the Honolulu Police Department. It's the Junior Kekoeva Jr. Show, starring Junior Kekoeva Jr. Join Junior along with the Wayne Bote Band as he makes any kind from Hawaii. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Junior Kekoeva Jr. Hey, welcome to the podcast. Aloha, 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 mahalo, mahalo, mahalo. Oh, man. Hey, you know, we've been picked up like all over the place where we never thought that this was going to happen. And uh, it's actually happening. But we'd like to thank uh, everybody who's tuning in. By everybody. But we get countries tuning in. Uh, United Kingdom, Canada, Australia, South Africa, Germany, Belgium, and uh, right here in the United States. Bro, we'd like to thank all the states that's tuning in in the United States. So we get countries. We get six countries besides our own. And uh, and right now, bro, we get we get states. Okay, and the states is like piling up. Bro, these guys piling up. So so we get stats over here. So the states we like to thank is California, Texas, uh, Virginia, Montana, Nevada, Utah, Washington, New Jersey, Tennessee, Massachusetts, New York, Oregon, Pennsylvania, and Arizona. Wow, we like to mahalo you guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you. But you know, we never did think this was going to happen until Augie T. One day, Aug said, Hey, bro, you got to do a podcast. I'm like, podcast? He goes, yeah, podcast, but it's a lady and stuff. Like, everybody doing them. So, so he said, my friends in L.A., bro, they get sponsors, they get this, they get that. They get... And I said, that's all they do? He goes, yeah, bro, that's all they do is podcasts. That's all they do. So I'm like, oh, okay, okay. So anyway, so we're doing the podcast live and direct from Honolulu, Hawaii. Bro, we, we just, this is just uh, something that we never thought we was going to do. I mean, we never thought we was going to do this kind of stuff. But, bro, you know, so so anyway, we like to take a look at the news and we like to, uh, we like to look at uh, what's going on uh, locally. So locally, okay, we had the TMT things, right? Because, you know, on the show, you know, the last podcast was talking about the Filipino community. And on the show, we always ask the question, what about the Hawaiians? Okay. <coughs> and what about the, <coughs> what, sorry, smoke and asthma this morning. And, and, you know, what about the Hawaiians? Okay. So the Hawaiians is winning. The Hawaiians is winning. That's right. You remember, remember when Charlie Sheen had that meltdown and he, you know, he was like winning. Okay. So, so the Hawaiians are winning, bro. So they, so they had this TMT thing, right? And they went up Mount Akea and they, they climbing the mountain, right? And then they start dancing hula on the road because, like, you know, these guys was going to take on big telescope and they was going to put them on the Mauna. Okay, now the Mauna is sacred ground, right? Everybody's like, hey, where? The Mauna sacred ground. Well, you guys did, how you guys did this? Well, the UH went, went approve all this stuff, okay? Um, just, just one thing. <laughs> just one thing. They never consult the Hawaiians. Okay, so the Hawaiians, bro, the Hawaiians was beside themselves. So, so everybody got on the plane. And they all went to the big island. They all went up to the mountain. And they, they started dancing and chanting and singing. And, and pretty soon, bro, they went turn them back. Okay? And I think the, the straw, <clears throat> the straw that broke the camel's back, okay, was when they went up to the mountain, right, they had, they had to have security. So the state went, put, saying all the sheriffs up there, 
the state when, you know, send all the guys. And not only that, but the big island, right? They send police officers up there, right? The, the Hawaii County. And then HPD said, oh, okay, we're going to send guys for help. And they send guys for help. So had guys like, you know, from, from all the police departments and stuff, and had the sheriffs, the state, like all these guys was up there. They spent $11 million. $11 million. $11 million, Hawaiians, for all of that, right? So what happened? Well, you know, the clock was ticking, right? And nothing would happen. And they spent $11 million. So uh, eventually, brother, they go, oh, you know what, brother? We, we cannot spend any more money, right? Okay. So ding, 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 ding. Hawaiians win, win. The Hawaiians won that round. And, and they still never, bro, they still never put them up yet. So the Hawaiians are victorious uh, once again. Uh, this is, bro, you remember, the, I was on the Protect Kahoolawe Ohana. I remember these guys when they when we, they was bombing the island, right? And eventually, the, the the long answer to the whole thing was Senator Daniel K. Inouye, right? I was lucky enough to meet him in my life and and get to know him, and and he was the guy. Well, I never knew him when I was a kid, but he was the guy that put an end to all of that. And they got to he got to stop the bombing, right? They stopped the bombing. They stopped bombing Kaolave everything. But while they was bombing, bro, we was wearing t-shirts. We was like. We was, we was in high school, but we was protesting, right? And we never know. We we never really know the the depth of of everything, right? All we knew was, hey, if you bombing on Hawaiian Island, you're wrong already. That's all we knew. You know, stop the bombing. That's all we knew, right? And so, so the Hawaiians came back now with Mauna Kea, and I gotta say, bro, I am so proud of the young people of Hawaii. Uh, but the young people of Hawaii, but, but uh, the younger generation, the guys coming up right now, I don't know what you call them, Gen, Gen X or whatever. The younger guys, bro. These young kids, bro. They, 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 you know, the, the, the Hawaiian community for a long time was represented by Portuguese. But we, we seen them, bro. We seen them. They, they cheek up UHs to come out with the unibrow, right? And they used to interview her. And then she used to, she used to say everything about Hawaiians. And we used to be watching TV news. And we used to be thinking, like, hey, wait a minute. How come, how come they don't want Hawaiians doing this, right? Like, how come no more Hawaiian, Hawaiian commentating on this kind of stuff? And this lady was commentating because she was a professor at UH. And then we went check out the professors at UH, right? And the majority of them was Portuguese, right? And had one, and, and one guy, he was a nice guy, he was a good guy, but he was a holy guy, he was German. And he's the foremost authority on Hawaiian language. And we was like, huh? And then, but we had one hair moment. And that, bro, sometimes the hair went all the way up. Huh? <laughs> went way up like that. Because we was thinking like, shouldn't that be one Hawaiian? Shouldn't, shouldn't the foremost authority on Hawaiian language be Hawaiian. I mean, you know, it just it just it just kind of flashed in our minds. You know, we used to talk story about that, and and you know, but no, but it was on holy guy, and his heart is like pure Hawaiian. His heart is pure Hawaiian. So that's why we started asking a question long time ago. What about the Hawaiians? You know, what about what what about the Hawaiians? What did, where are the Hawaiians? What what are they going to do, right? And now, guess what? We got all these Hawaiians being educated. We got all these young Hawaiians. And they're all showing up now. And they're all part of the movement. And, and we was very happy to see that when the TV news went to the Mauna, right? Mauna Kea. And, and when, the, when the TV news interviewed the people, was all Hawaiians. And was young Hawaiians too. 
You know what I mean? These these guys, they all mock to the situation. And so all these Hawaiians that, you know, that they was they, they was talking to, they're all young people and, and responsible. And and there was there was coherent, you know what I mean? Like some of the old timers, Bahi, you never know what they what they meant, but these kids probably come out and, and they say they say what they mean and they mean what they say and they're very intelligent and they respond. I mean, but they made us proud, but we was proud. We was proud for be Hawaiian, we was proud for be local people. <clears throat> and as a result, bro, when the state started spending too much money, everybody goes, hey, you guys know you're spending 11 million, right? And then, then the thing would take a little while for, for sink in. And then they went, oh, yeah, we, we spent 11 million already just on the security alone, right? And then, and then so then they go, okay, all right, pull the troops out, pull them out. And then they pull them out, okay? And that was the victory for the Hawaiians. And they never even built a telescope yet, okay? So that was one thing. That was one thing. Now, now the other thing. Now, now you see, when things happen like this, I think from now on you gonna see you gonna see one one backlash, because the Hawaiians not gonna take them lying down anymore. I, I don't think so. I really don't think so. So then they started move. They started you know building this wind farm, right? And the wind farm was out there in Kahuku. I don't know if you guys seen these these the kind these props that the, the kind they get that the windmills. Bro, these modern windmills, bro, the prop, that the thing come on one 18 wheeler and on flatbed, bro, and they haul them out there, bro, this thing is monster, monster kind of stuff. And they, they, you know, they, they saying, well, it's for electric bill, this and that. But, you know, if it was for our electric bill, like the people, the people of the island, okay, I could see that. I, I could see, okay, let's find one place and let's put up the windmills because we're going to get free electric, okay? But we ain't gonna get free electric. Come on, come on, right? But but they they start bringing this stuff out. So they brought them out to Kauku. Okay, as soon as they brought them out, the very first day, the Hawaiians came out, and they all the trucks with the flags. You know the trucks with the flag. All the trucks with the flags went to Kauku, and they and they formed one line, and they was all there. They, then they was on top of the news, right? You know, and because everybody was starting to defend. You know, they, they started to defend the land. They started to defend the country. You know, and, and in my mind, bro, it, it's like, okay, keep the country country, right? If you can develop in the city, yeah, go ahead. Develop the city. The city is already developed. Go put more cement. Not gonna, not gonna, you know, not going to hurt them. You know what I mean? But in the country, oh, man. So they tried that out in Kahuku, and then they, they had a standoff. And then, okay. Now, then the focus was on Waimanalo. Okay, so the mayor came out and he said, well, uh, we're going we're gonna to build in Sherwood Forest. We're going to make a big park. And, and we're going to put, uh, you know, we're going to put the, all these modern stuff, the cement and everything. And the Hawaiians was like, huh? But the Hawaiians had one hand moment. But the hand went all the way up. Went, huh? But the Hawaiians. And then, and then, but all the Chelsea flags was right there. But people was getting arrested. They never care, Right? But but it was the point. It was the point. Like, hey, you know what? We're not going to sit on the side. We're not going to just hang, right? And watch you guys do this kind of stuff. I mean, bro, you know, like like for me, bro, we used to hammer in this inside a forest, a Sherwood forest, bro. We, you could go inside, right? It was, it was all like haulekoa, right? And pine trees. Bro, you could just take one cheek inside. Bro, you could have a good time in there when you power body surf. But you know, so so my thing was like, hey, bro, we got we got to preserve that. I mean, 
uh, you know, my, my grandchildren, my great-grandchildren, they're, they're not going to experience it, guys, now. What are they going to do? You know? <laughs> so, so, I mean, but, but the, you know, the, the, it's still country, right? It's still country. So, so it's like, hey, bro, why don't you just keep the country country? You know, so, anyway, so that, they went stand them off over there. Okay, so they still never, they still never bring them back in the news. They still kind of, uh, they still kind of working on everything. And then, there was Alamoana Park. Okay, Alamoana Park is a small kind of different story. So Alamoana Park, right, had this group of aunties. And there was, and there was like these Japanese aunties and these Japanese old men, right? And they, bro, they've been walking this park for years. Bro, they mean walking, you know, they get the exercise in the morning. First thing in the morning, they're out in the park and they're walking by the beach and they're walking on a, the sidewalk, by the, you know, and they, they're enjoying everything, right? So when they said they was going to build one park, they was going to redo, they had a master plan for, <laughs> so these guys always get, it's one thing you got to know how it is, they always get on master plan, okay? Oh, this is our master plan, because they got some kid from college, right? You know, the kind of architect, draftsman, whatever, and they were going to draft up these beautiful plans, right? And that, but the plans was beautiful, but I seen them, but I mean, it was pretty good, right? But this is our park, right? This is where we go for the Memorial Day service every year. This is where we go to, right? I mean, bro, concerts, any kind, right? I mean, we get carnival rides once a year, come over there, set up, everything. Bro, we get plenty of stuff going on over there. We get the cancer walk for people with cancer. We got to walk away. You know what I mean? So so, so the thing we really hit home, right? The thing we hit home. And, and so all these old folks, right, they got together. And so the TV news came down and they went interviewed these old folks, right? And then some of these guys, you know, uh, uh, Mr. Nakasone, uh, can you tell us why you guys like Alamoana Park? And he go, oh, you know, back inside that day, we, we used to come down and then, uh, you know, we bring the dog, eh? But we got to bring the, the plastic bag because the dog make doo-doo inside, inside the grass. And then, I mean, by the way, he was giving away too much information. You know what I mean? But they, they was expressing, basically, they was expressing how they love this park and how they always been there, right? You know? And he, and he was telling, he was telling, Oh, you know, before time, before the war, we used to come down and play and ask guys, oh, with the good fun we had. And so everybody's not, they're not talking about all this kind of stuff, right? So, so then, right, the word gets back to the mayor, right? And then they get a little push back here, push back there, right? And then they come out with a statement is that, uh, well, we're going to move the park a little bit down more towards Kaka'ako. And, but that's the thing, guys, Kaka'ako. Okay, so, so first is Kaka'ako. Now, this stuff, this stuff grows, Hawaiians. You got to know this. You got to know that all the industrial areas down Kaka'ako. So for all you guys in the mainland, listen to the podcast. Just know Kaka'ako is, is going to totally change, guarantee. They're not going to leave the million-dollar buildings, okay, and then have one $25,000 automotive repair building <laughs> in the industrial area. They're going to change the whole thing, but the whole thing going to be gone, Right? So, so they, they, you know, they're making plans, right? They're going to master plan. And then, isn't it a coincidence that new Abercrombie, right? Governor Abercrombie came in and he only served one term. And how the hell? I mean, you, you know, you would think, right? Because he was in Washington how many terms? That's right. <laughs> Too many terms, right? He was, in, he was in Washington so many terms, right? Let's just say so many terms. 
we, we cannot judge. We cannot judge him. You know what I mean? Bro, we knew Neil when he was smoking weed. and But he was on hippie. Remember when Neil Abercrombie was on hippie? All of a sudden, boom, he was in office and everybody was, hey, Neil. Like, you know. So, um, but, 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 you know, some people, they, they don't remember all the way back. See what I mean? But, but, yeah. So, and then he, he, he did this, this marvelous career in Washington. He had all these connections. He had all this stuff. And he was in Washington, right? And he was there with Daniel Kiyakaka. He was there with Daniel K. Inouye. He was there with Spark Masunaga. He was, he was with all the legends up there, right? And then he got to be governor. And he got to be governor for one term, for four years. What did he do in the four years? Well, I'll tell you what he did in the four years. He went sign all the contracts for Kakaako, okay? And all the development now that you see coming up in Kakaako, that's all Governor Abercrombie right there. Okay? Now, I don't know, you know, I know nothing happens in politics by accident. That's all I know. But I don't know the details. I don't know why he never get reelected. But, you know, to me, right, you serving all them years in Washington, right? Brother was probably tired. Brother was probably tired and the powers that be probably said, okay, but you know what, just, just come in and pull four years, sign all the contracts, and, and you can go out. Because who can blame somebody that's out of office? You cannot blame somebody that lost when election. You see what I'm saying? Now, you know, back in the day when the Japanese was buying up Waikiki, they, they bought up, oh, the Japanese bought up everything, remember? They drove up the land prices. So that's why that's why it's so expensive right now. In the 80s, the early 80s, right? And who was governor? <clears throat> right, Governor Ariyoshi, okay? And then so Governor Ariyoshi, you know, all the guys, all the guys there was the, the power guys, right? And they brought Japanese investors inside. I mean, nothing wrong with that. It, it, but the consequence was like, yeah, the, the land price is going up because all these guys buying, right? All these guys, hotels, everything, you know. And then the Nikkei, what happened to the Nikkei? The Nikkei went crash, the, the stock market in Japan. And then when that happened, they sold off all, you know, they, they started selling off stuff, you know. But the land prices in Hawaii stayed the same. Okay, they never bring the Japanese inside for, for raise the land prices on the local people. It wasn't like that. But that was the consequence, right? That was a consequence of that action. But then, you know, but then, you know, people blame Governor Ariyoshi for some stuff and then they praise him for some stuff, right? But how are you gonna blame one governor that lost one election? You see, it's a it's a psychology behind that, right? So brother loses the election. Even even though brother signed all this development, right? And a lot of local people, they don't like the development. You know, my, my take, right, again, is like, hey, if it's in the city, go ahead, go for it. If it's in the country, leave the country, country. You know what I mean? We got to have some country. You know what I mean? We can't have all cement. I mean, we're going nuts to do that kind of stuff. So, so, but, but yeah, so he lost the election, all the development coming up. So there is a master plan, and the master plan is far from finished. And I tell you, you go, you see them, you see the cranes coming up, the new cranes coming up, all this kind of stuff, bro. And and that you know, it's gonna be a nice looking place. I mean, but it's gonna look like a major city, like a major city. Go look like, go look like Hong Kong. Go look like a major city. And what do you have in a major city? You have the very very rich, right, and the very very poor, right. The guys in the middle, bro, they get eroded after a while. Either the guys in the middle gotta gotta jump up and then they gotta be at the top with the very rich guys, or they they gonna be houseless and they gonna lose everything and they're gonna be on the other side. I mean, you know. 
but that's that's the casualty of of development. That's the casualties of of the kind the kind of economy. So so yeah, you get the really rich and then you get the really poor. In Hawaii, bro, the middle class is suffering. The middle class is eroding, even in America. You know that's why you know in the president, right? The, the United States president, President Trump, right? He's trying to he's trying to remedy that. He's trying to fix that. You know, but here locally, right? I'm just saying that all the legislation went through. Everything got passed. Everything got signed. Now you guys seen them coming up one billion at a time. One billion at a time. Pretty soon, before you know it, bro, this whole place, you're not going to recognize this place in 10 years. In 10 years, you will not recognize this. When I'm an old man, my, when it, well, for me, maybe 25 years. In 25 years, I'm not even going to understand what's going on in Kakako. But it's going to be a beautiful place. I mean, you know, don't get me wrong. It's going to be a beautiful place. I talked to this university professor one day. I gave her on ride home. And uh, and she she's uh, she's over at Chaminade. And she told me, she goes, you know, one day in the future, the building's going to start leaning because they, they put in all that cement on swampland. You know, Kaka'ako was all swampland before. That, that was on marsh. And I'm like, huh? And they go, yeah. She goes, yeah. She goes, those buildings going to start leaning eventually because they put in too much cement in Kaka'ako. And I was like, oh, that's, that's news to me, right? So I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing the leaning tower of, of uh, Kaka'ako one day. <laughs> Some of those towers going to start leaning. That, that would be funny too because, like, you know, what these rich investors going to do? You know when you're a multimillionaire and your investment, like, say, say you buy a penthouse, right? You invest in a penthouse. In Kaka'ako and the building starts leaning. What you gonna do? You know what I mean? Like I don't know. That that I don't know if you sue the developer or if you sue the building or what, you know, but somebody's gonna answer to somebody. That's all I know. So anyway, so so that's the development end, right? So Alamoana Park was saved for now. For now they go keep on the same. But I'm telling you how it is. You cannot have multi-million dollar properties coming up around an area and then have one. Shabby Park <laughs> You cannot You cannot So it's just a matter of time I think they're going to wait Until this Kupuna A little bit older You know A little bit older Then they're going to renovate the park Then then they're going to change You know Stuff like that But but that's the kind of stuff That we talk about on a podcast You know um, The issues and stuff like that We don't get real heavy Into the issues But we just You know We just report what we see Another thing what we see Which is really sad Is a lot of shootings On Oahu a lot of shooting, bro. They, they they have more shootings this year, I think. I think than last year, and and a lot of these shootings too, right? Involve HPD, and you know the sad thing is, if if some of these guys would just listen to the police, right? When the police tell them, hey, drop it or or stop it or sit down or what, and these guys no listen, right? So that like this one guy, remember the guy? He 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 lunged at the officer with a knife. And, and the guy shot him. HPD shot him. You know, and I'm like, well, there you go. Everybody's going, well, couldn't he use a taser? Bro, you know, I can tell you, some of these guys, bro, they, they can, they can still come at you after the taser. And if he has a knife in his hand, you see what I'm saying? So I'm not saying that the police was right. I don't know the situation. I, I don't, I don't know if he's right or wrong or whatever, but I just saying, like, if, if the cop tells you to stop, and, and sit down or whatever, or, you know, put your hands up, whatever, whatever they say. But if you guys listen, nothing going to happen. 
you know but then but then the guys you know sometimes you're on drugs too right and sometimes bro when you're on drugs you're not thinking straight and you just gonna go you know what i mean you're just going and and sometimes that happens and when that happens you know they they kind of control themselves right and and so they gotta neutralize the situation right but but that's such a shame because that hurts so many people. It doesn't just hurt the guy doing it. It hurts the families, right? The people. Bro, that's somebody's family. I don't care how screwed up. the Bro, we, we all get that guy in our family that's screwed up, right? Oh, bro, my cousin Wendell. My cousin Wendell's like that. But my cousin, my cousin Wendell, bro. We went over his house, but he was acting strange. We go, Wendell, you're not even the guy we used to know, Wendell. What you doing? Smoking drugs, right? Bro, he was like... So so we all get that kind. We all get that kind of family member, right? But that's our family. That's that's ours. You know what I mean? He's ours or she's ours. They they belong to us as our family. So so that's the reason, you know, and then when they get in trouble, you know, when when something happened, you know, and, and somebody, you know, HPD, whatever, gotta do what they gotta do, and then we lose them, bro, we lost our family. It doesn't matter if there was good bad or indifferent it doesn't matter doesn't matter if they were straight or gay or whatever it doesn't matter there was our it doesn't matter if they had mental problems if they were screwed up in the head it doesn't matter that's ours that's our family you see what i mean so family is family i mean look everybody's family you always get that one person in a family sometimes you get three or four but but every family get at least one right and you and you look at them and and you just shake your damn head, right? He just, he just, ah, you know, you know, like that, right? But that's yours. It's in your family. That's your blood. That's your family. You know, either you grew up with them, or, or whatever, right? But you get some kind of tie. And when something happens to them, everybody hurt. Everybody, right? Everybody like that. So you, you guys gotta think ahead. So please help your help your crazy family members and tell them. You know, when HPD tells them to knock it off and, you know, whatever, put your hands up or get on the ground or sit down, whatever, just do what they say. Do what they say because going to end up hurting more people than you think. Not only going to hurt you, Hawaiians, right? Going to hurt the, the whole family, everybody. And the other thing is, you know, if, you, if you're driving drunk in, in, two, in, in 2020, okay, this is 2020. This is not 1960. Okay, if you're driving drunk in 20, I remember, okay, I remember being at parties and they had that saying, have one for the road. One for the road, Hawaiians. We had, but we have come so far as a society, Hawaiians, cousins, right? We've come very far because back in the day, I remember being at parties when I was in high school and before they went home, they had one for the road. And was alcohol. It wasn't coffee. It was alcohol. And they, they, hey, Baba, come on, you're going home already. Going home, hey, one for the road, one for the road. And they would make them one more drink. One more drink, Hawaiians. And they would go, and they would have that drink, and then they would drive home. Okay? So, so they've been drinking the whole night, right? They drink the whole night, and then they have one for the road. Okay? Which, which meant that, that, yeah, they, they had that, that one, that one more right so the alcohol level would rise and then they would drive home bro oh I tell you Hawaii. so so we've come a long way but i remember when in waikiki right i was hanging out with don Hodem. people used to smoke in elevators 
People used to actually smoke cigarettes in elevators, Hawaiians. We don't even have that anymore. Now, if you used to light one cigarette, right? If you used to light one cigarette in an elevator in Waikiki and had plenty of people inside, bruh, they would think you crazy. They would think like, wow, what's wrong? It would be like a travesty, right? Be like, oh, this guy is, this guy is crazy, right? Back in the day, that was normal. And, and two, three people used to come in the elevator and then they used to put out their cigarettes on the floor and just step on them, you know, and just leave them. You know what I mean? So, and then people, the, 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 the staff, right? The hotel staff, the, the, the cleanup guys used to come and sweep them up. I mean, it was crazy. It was crazy the kind of stuff used to happen. So we have come a long way. You know, when you guys, when you guys look at this thing, the law of attraction says you got to look at the positive side of everything, right? And you know, when you look at the positive side of stuff, like, okay, we're not smoking elevators anymore. Look, they're not smoking restaurants anymore. They used to smoke in, in, in restaurants, right? And the girls in the restaurants, the waitresses and stuff, they used to have respiratory illnesses. They used to, they used to get sick from the cigarette smoke. You know what I mean? Secondhand smoke. Some of them used to get real sick, right? And, and get health problems. No, they, they know more that. Right? If you light up one cigarette in one restaurant, everybody gonna think you mental. You know what I mean? Right? Like, hey, look at that crazy brother. He lighted one cigarette, right? But back in the day, everybody smoked, had ashtrays on the kinds, right? So you sit down for, for dinner, yeah, you light up one cigarette first, right? After dinner, what the first thing you do, you light one cigarette, right? So I mean, you know, and a lot of people quit smoking too. I mean, you know, so that and that's a good thing too. I used to smoke, I used to smoke years and years ago, but I quit. Right, and then, you know, recently I quit drinking too, and and you know, sometimes I think, hey, there's something wrong with me. I quit drinking, but <laughs> but but you know what I'm saying, Hawaiians, right? So society is getting better. There's a lot of good things happening. There's a lot of bad things happening too. I mean, with technology, right? There's a lot of good stuff happening. There's a lot of bad stuff. The good guys gonna use technology for good. The bad guys gonna use technology for bad. You cannot stop that. But that's unbalanced. You cannot have good without bad. You cannot have light without darkness, right? You gotta have the other side. There's always a balance. But you just gotta choose what's right for you, Owens. And like I told you guys, right? If you just do 51%, okay? 51% positive. If your attitude changes just that 1% so that the majority is in the positive, then you get something. You see what I'm saying? Cause like if if you if you try it okay I'm gonna try hundred percent positive no way no ways Owens you're not gonna be hundred hundred percent positive no such thing right everybody goes negative no matter how positive you are everybody goes negative so what you gotta do is just cross the line now if you go past fifty one percent good you go fifty three fifty five you know sixty if you can that's kind of pushing it but yeah but but that's good. You know, I don't, I don't even like the word positive anymore. I mean, I think it's overused. I think I think the, the word came cheap already, you know. But if you're changing your attitude, because I had to change. And when I changed, I was about 30 years old when I changed. And when I started to change, because my 20s was a wreck. Mom, my, oh, bro, my 20s. Bro, my 20s was, was terrible. I was around some dangerous people. I was around a syndicate. I was around all kinds of stuff. You know, and I can tell you that, I mean, you know, those guys are lifelong friends. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I still know them. You see what I'm saying? I, I'm just, I just don't hang with them, but I know them. 
and they're still good friends and they're still family and they're still everything. But, you know, I'm just telling you that sometimes you, you got to straighten out your life. And when you straighten them out, right, you, you kind of you look at the law of attraction and you go, oh, yeah, that's right. You know, like attracts like. So so when you when you in that scene, right, that's what you attract. When you get out of that scene and you try to pull yourself over the line and you're doing 51% positive, 55, 60% positive, you attract those people. And those people will come into your life. And, and you know, chances are those guys was like you. Chances are those guys was like you too. There was, there was in that negative thing for a while in their life, right? And they pull themselves out. I mean, you know, so, so nobody can tell you they was always clean. You know what I'm saying? No, there's no such thing, right? Well, the, you know, some Mamata, I think, one of them. I think a lot of girls, right? They they get that, but but guys, bro, they always get in trouble. Guys, you know, most guys, uh, they, they they have they have a past. You know what I mean? But but yeah, just put yourself over the line, Hawaiians. That's all you gotta do. Put yourself over the line, and and you know, try stay there the majority of the time. You're not gonna always be there. You know, are there bad days where you get negative? Oh yeah, Garens, Garens, barbarians. Garens, Bob Barons, but just pull yourself over the line. Because that, that one step over the line, right? Oh, oh. So, yeah, that one step over the line can be on game changer. And then you do them over and over again. And then pretty soon, Hawaiians, you get them. Ah, man. Hey, we'd like to thank our sponsors Island Club and Spa, Voice Master Enterprises, and uh, also uh, Darren Chinen's music on AFMHawaiiMusic.com. Hey, until next time. Ah, this is the Wayne Boathead Band right now. Alright, it's called Junior's Team. I'm Junior Kegelweber Junior. Aloha. <laughs>